we are interesting conflicts. Welcome back, guys, to Interesting Conflicts. My name's Jaletta. I'm Edward. And I'm Arugula. So I have a special guest, Arugula, who is my close friend again, but we met in school and we became housemates for three years after that. So we've lived together, we've been friends for such a long time, we really, really got to know each other in our years in university. And we're all first-generation immigrants. Now, you. okay, well, here, look, there's different definitions I've Googled, okay? Okay. So there's, you're second gen? Yeah, yeah, I'm second gen. Oh, because you were born in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've read multiple things, listen. So first generation, right, that, that Ed and original are talking about that, like everyone thinks the definition is, is you have to be born outside of Canada and then immigrate to Canada. So you're first generation Canadian, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Now, I've seen online that people have also said it could be looked at the parent. So is your parent born in Canada or not? And then after you can determine whether you're first immigrant or not. There's also like... It's... That means you're second generation if you're... If your parents were born in, outside of Canada? In Canada. Yeah, I know. But like if they're born outside and then they just do it determined on your parents. Well, that wouldn't make sense, would it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just telling you the options here. Okay. There's a huge difference between immigrating to Canada when you're not a considered adult yet, so like under 18, and then immigrating to Canada after, I don't know, after you're past 18, right? Like there's a huge difference with how you're adapting and growing in right. those stages. Yeah. So... I saw online that people say that's 1.5 generation immigrant, <laughs> which is funny. But yeah, um, and then the second, if you're second gen, then you're obviously born in Canada and you have one parent at least that is first generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So based off those definitions, I'm second generation. I'm first generation. And I'm second generation. Yeah, same as me. Yeah. All of our parents immigrated to Canada, lovely multicultural country, thank goodness. I have like an uncle who immigrated to the UK and he brought his son over. He was The son was first generation because he was born in Hong Kong and it's a very different experience. But we're just going to focus on what we've had here in Canada and, um, you know, maybe like the struggles that we've gone through, maybe the struggles that our parents gone through too. And how has it just been different than if our parents were Canadian and we just originated from Canada? Yeah. I'll start with what my parents went through. So they're both from Hong Kong. And then they did travel quite a bit to other countries. But then they finally moved and settled into Canada to have me and my brother. And they left Hong Kong because there's like political instability. Basically, it used to be under the British and then after it switched to China. So everyone pretty much from Hong Kong felt instability and were trying to get out of there. And that's why there was that the stress on them too. So luckily for my parents, we already had an uncle there. So it wasn't like they were the first part of the family to get into Canada and got to figure out banking. I don't know, language, culture, all these things. They weren't the first people in the family. So my uncle really helped our family to get integrated into Canada and tell us about, hey, watch out for this. Oh, it's really cold. You're going to need a winter jacket, right? Stuff like that. Just little things, but it really helped ease us down and he could find an apartment for us before we got there, et cetera, et cetera. So family played a large part in the transition to get into Canada. Now, when my dad came in, he was a mechanical engineer, 
but unfortunately his degree did not count. It was not certified. So for Canada, you just have to study a degree in Canada and then that will be credible. And he tried to find something and wasn't able to and, and realized like, oh, they really mean you have to, you really do have to get a degree, right? Because it sucks to, to have gone through school in your, in your native country and then go back to school again for something that you know that you're worthy of or deserving of, right? And you're, you should be credible, essentially. So I think that was pretty hard for my dad to swallow just, I have to go back to school again to be where I used to be. So there's definitely a step back that I think a lot of immigrants have to take when they first move to a country is, is to get used to what what's required here, you know, how flexible are these rules and how much of it is actually transferable. Other than that though, my dad, for picking up the languages, he, he knew English already. So he, I think he adapted quite well. My mom too, like picked up English quite well too. So I gotta say like, there wasn't too many heart-wrenching moments of suffering. And I'm pretty happy that we did end up in Canada. And I know that they moved here for a better life for me and my brother. So like, Man, sometimes think about that as like pretty heartbreaking, like how much they sacrifice and thinking about like all their friends are back in Hong Kong, you know, their family, a lot of their family is still back there too. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Do you want to go? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I can go. So I, I wasn't born here. I was born in China and then I moved to Canada when I was eight. So um, I think like if you're coming from China, you're like your parents are pretty well off or at least like not lower class or like lower like just like if they're really poor they wouldn't be able yeah to. basically so they weren't like too poor so we had the opportunity to come here and they did it just like your parents did to give me a better opportunity why did they move from china to give me a better opportunity <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think that's the main reason okay opportunity in what way though uh like just freedom and uh so it wasn't like career necessarily or education yeah not necessarily because uh, i'd say like education in china is a lot better more rigorous yeah, yeah. it's like you get a smarter child after <laughs> like less creative maybe yeah. okay yeah so i guess it's the yeah okay so yeah. it's freedom right yeah mm -hmm. and then um yeah so like they both had pretty good jobs and then yeah like i guess like all immigrant parents after coming here you can't obviously maintain that job you had back yeah. when you're in china so i remember they like they struggled pretty hard finding a job mm -hmm. like they like my dad did some labor work although he was like like both of my parents backgrounds were engineering but they both did um sort of sales or supply chain stuff mm -hmm. my i remember my dad having to bust like really long time just to do like labor work mm -hmm. and then my mom had to work at a restaurant for a bit like as a waiter and then um yeah we like lived in an apartment in scarborough and then yeah but no eventually they found jobs that replaced their old jobs from when they were in china how and long did that take probably a few years mm -hmm. can't really remember yeah mm -hmm. but it was very slow and they both had to learn english too mm -hmm. but i think like there is also a community that was like supportive of like immigrant like asian community like i'm sure there's other cultures that have communities and um that helped them through that yeah yeah because yeah. they were the first of their families they right? were the first of their family to come out yeah 
So, so do you, I don't know if you were too involved because you were so young, but like yeah. the immigrant services, do you know, like, so it helped them a lot from what you know? Yeah, I think it's just like you have to ask for like favors from friends that you know. Okay. So the person that helped us find our first place uh, was my aunt's old friend or something that was in Canada. So yeah. they helped us find a place where we had one when we landed. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. You have to get like help from other people mm-hmm. yeah and they didn't know anyone but then they met a lot of other families because a lot of families are in the same position like they just moved here right they don't know anyone else either so like they're pretty supportive in that way i think that's a good like a pro out of that yeah yeah i definitely yeah like and they're all from nearby yeah or they all went through the same struggle yeah right and they all know mandarin too so it's no boundary or culture difference for yeah. that yeah Mm-hmm. I guess are you done, Ed? <laughs> yeah, you can go. I can go. Yeah. Uh, so I was born in Canada. My parents came from Sri Lanka. So in Sri Lanka, from like the 1970s to like 2000s, there was like a civil war. So a lot of like Tamil Sri Lankans were persecuted during that time. And so my parents actually came to Canada, not as immigrants but as refugees, uh, to escape the war. They definitely did struggle for a long time. In the 1970s, how old were they roughly? Were they in their 30s or 20s? Yeah, so they were in their 20s. And in their 20s. It got really bad in the 1980s to 90s, and that's when my parents came here. Okay. And did they come with uh, other family? Yeah, so um, my dad, there was this like concept of being sponsored to countries. Um, so okay. he was being sponsored by someone that he knew. Um, so he initially it was the one that came to Canada, and then he was able to bring my mom over. So yeah, there was a large like refugee slash immigrant community from Sri Lanka. Okay. There's like a network like all around the world mm-hmm. of people who kind of fled the war. Um, so in terms of being amongst people and having that network, just like what Ed said, um, there's a lot of people that were here. So he didn't feel alone in that regard, but they definitely did struggle to become the ideal or the normal Canadian lifestyle. So yeah, when I when they first came here, they they moved to a neighborhood that was predominantly immigrants slash refugees in downtown Toronto. And mm-hmm. that was where they got their community of like Tamil uh, Sri Lankans and other immigrant families. And that's sort of where we stayed for 20-ish years until we were able to mm-hmm. move out of that community. So yeah, I remember my mom struggling she was an accountant working for the government back in Sri Lanka. When she came mm-hmm. here, her uh, experience didn't matter. Um, her language skills were a barrier to her success. And so I remember mm-hmm. her going to countless interviews and applying for countless jobs and just not succeeding. Um, yeah, so watching that growing up was a very... I never knew. Like I never understood what was happening until... I guess now I can sort of see, (laughs) I can sort of like understand like being in her position, how much it may have hurt her. Yeah. Yeah. And like my dad as well. So yeah, I'm very thankful for the opportunity to be here and like grow up as a normal Canadian. Um, But to be an immigrant, I think that's, it's a struggle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially when, well, because all our parents, right, they came after they were adults, essentially. Exactly. That's like way, way harder transition than for us. Oh, for for Ed at the age of seven, right? Yeah. To come over, right? Yeah. 
like it's always watching our parents to see what they had to go through right yeah Yeah. ed do you consider yourself to be like fully canadian how do your roots work like what do you say when someone asks you no i would say i'm canadian yeah i would say i'm uh like i wouldn't consider myself fully canadian though oh like i'm not as canadian as you guys or maybe okay i say i'm chinese canadian i don't even say that (laughs) (laughs) i just say i'm canadian but i know like deep down like I'm Chinese. There's still a difference, yeah. And like, although like, I would say I integrated into the Canadian culture like even more than some kids that were mm-hmm. born in Canada, but they stayed with like, oh yeah, within like tightly knit right. like, Asian communities or something that they never got exposed to. Right. The uh, like Canadian culture. I, I see what you mean there. Yeah. Yeah. So in that sense, like I'd say I'm pretty Canadian. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be Chinese. Like. I, couldn't go back to China right now. No? I don't think I would fit in, no. I mean, it's all about adapting. Like, like our parents did that without ever, you know, going yeah. to Canada before. Like, you could do it. Like, if our parents could immigrate to here, like, it's just about if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. But they, I don't think my parents fully adapted to Canadian culture. And you say you fully adapted to Canadian yeah. culture? I think so. Yeah, I'd say that's true. Yeah. Okay, so do you think an immigrant can fully adapt to... Where they move to? Where they immigrate to? I think it's possible. I think it's so weird with Canada because, like you guys said, your parents found a community in here with the fact that they moved across the world. Right. And it's because you're in Canada. Like, good luck finding that. I grew up in an area where minorities were the majority. So, (laughs) (laughs) like, for me, for example, when I came to Hamilton McMaster, I I had a cultural shock because that was the first time that I was... (laughs) considered a minority and I was I was hella shook and I was like oh so this like Canada this is what what it might be like to be an immigrant to go somewhere where you're not the majority anymore um yeah that's funny funny because I didn't feel that I felt like it was if not more multicultural than where I came from in Ottawa right (laughs) so I guess yeah it depends on where in Canada you sort of migrated to yeah 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 but i think it's also if your parents wanted to integrate into the culture that's fair like the, i know parents that come here like they just talk to other asian families or other you know yeah families that like that speak their own language or whatever and they would never try to go out or move out of that community to for everyone are your parents those parents no i don't think my parents are so they have canadian friends no <laughs> then <laughs> Then what do you mean? Like, they try to not only have Chinese friends. What other friends do they have? Like, their neighbors, I guess. So, work friends. Okay. Yeah. Do they ever hang out with their work friends? No. Okay. Yeah, but it's not... I don't think... That's why it's... It's just being nice. Yeah, it's hard to... Define. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I've, I've thought about, like, what friends do they have in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very minimal. Like, I remember... For me, it was a shock when I went back to Hong Kong with my parents. And I saw my mom surrounded by her old friends. Like, it was like her uni friends kind of thing. And they were just joking so hard. Like, she was laughing, crying. And I was like, I haven't seen this in so long. And it was so different for me to see my mom in such, like, a youthful, joking manner. And everyone's making fun of her. And I was like, no one would make fun of my mom back in Canada. Like, that's so unusual for me. And then I felt like that was something she had to lose moving here but i also think that like you said it's a choice yeah it's opportunity like in hong kong you have so much more opportunity to relate to someone but at the same time if you try really hard in canada yes you'll fail probably one out of ten times but maybe that one chance 
you would still find the people you link with and like really get to know and still have that close connection and still be able to joke around, right? I think it's about how much effort you're willing to put in to find that close friendship. And with everything else you're battling, your career, your language barriers, et cetera, et cetera, it's, it gets discouraging really quick. Yeah. Staying safely where you're used to is, is the easiest option. Yeah. And, it's true. and like, it's almost like the, the barrier you put for yourself to protect yourself, to make sure that you don't get hurt, right? So I would say like they're both friendly to their coworkers. It's not like they're cold or anything. I'd say like my dad really loves to get integrated into culture. He's like a big one. He loves to learn languages. He loves to explore places. So I'd say he definitely took a bigger step than my mom, but I wouldn't say it's comparable at all when they go back to Hong Kong that they're the kind of lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, with my parents, they're definitely more comfortable when they're in Sri Lanka. They look like different people. They're like so relaxed and comfortable whereas when they're in Canada they're kind of cautious about who they're talking to um, things like that so when we lived downtown we did have like other family friends that weren't Tamil Mm -hmm. so but they were also still minorities they were still people who had immigrated to Canada so they were like from Somalia or Ethiopian Um, so Mm -hmm. even though my dad made an effort to talk to people and they were from his workplace they were still people he could relate to and I think that's the biggest thing you look for when you go to a new places who you can relate to yeah I would say that you can't you can't help yourself for that like one of their hugest struggles was immigrating and if someone else immigrated it's like you get me you yeah. get it you get yeah. the struggle you know you know what I've been through you you know yeah we're on the same playing field here kind of thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I think that's hard for for you to try to approach someone like if you have the choice <laughs> Someone who knows your struggle or someone who doesn't, what are you going to choose, right? Like, right. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, and the language barrier. I don't think any, um, like, immigrant parent ever gets over the language barrier. Yeah. Like, like even your parents, wouldn't you say, like, they would still prefer to speak, like, Cantonese? Uh, Cantonese? Yeah, but my dad's pretty confident with his languages, even if he's not, if, he, if he's just learning one. Oh, yeah. He's... Like, it depends on the person, but, but my dad really likes to try to mm-hmm. learn something. Yeah. So he's very open, but my mom would be a lot more self-conscious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe let's go to how you guys speak your native language. So I'm Cantonese, and in the beginning, when I was first born, my parents were speaking to me in Cantonese, and then as I grew up more and more, they started switching to English. And then basically now when I go home, the household language is just English with me and my brother, which is very comfortable for me and my brother. But this is extremely noticeable whenever I have to use my Cantonese. And that would be when I go back to Hong Kong, when I interact with my grandparents still in Canada, they don't know English, right? Stuff like that. It's like, I feel so guilty, so guilty that I don't know how to speak my language well and proficiently. And I don't know if like that was the fault of my parents, the way they raised me, or if I should have done more initiative. Like it's a very gray area to know what how to feel about that. Mm-hmm. What about you? So I learned Chinese until I was eight, yeah. and then I just tried to continually speak that at home. Okay. Because I, I like even then I understood like it's it's important to keep it since you already learned it. Yeah. So yeah, I speak that with my parents at home, and then I just speak English everywhere else. Of course, yeah. 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 So have you ever felt the struggle, I don't know, have you been back to China recently? 
Not recently, a few years, three, four years ago. Three, four years ago. When you did go back, did you feel a disconnect with how you spoke? Yeah, like I speak at like a grade eight level, basically. So it's like very uh, like textbook, I guess, okay. like obviously. But like I was comfortable that like I could go out alone and I wouldn't be worried. But I just like people might be like, why is this guy talking like this? <laughs> The one thing for me that I noticed is I don't get any jokes. Any joke. What about you? Do you did you feel like you missed some of the jokes that they would yeah, say? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that sucks. Like, yeah. you got to make it funny, you know? And it's like, yeah. you got to make it enjoyable when you're trying to learn a language sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about you? Yeah. So um, I, my parents, they mostly speak Tamil at home. It's very rare that they speak English. Um, mm -hmm. So... I grew up speaking it, um, and I'm not like completely fluent in it, but I can hold a conversation, and I can like read it very poorly, <laughs> but like I'm able to talk it. But I think a part of that also came from like the resources we had when we were younger. So, as part of being that minority community growing up, they actually offered classes in certain languages that were in that community. So, our school board had. Tamil classes offered to us after school. Saturday school, right? Um, after school? After school. Saturday school. For us, it was wow. on Tuesdays. <laughs> and though I hated it growing up, like I, yeah. my parents put me in that class and I, we learned the language. So I think a big part of me learning it and understanding it to this day was being in those classes. So of course, someone who grew up in a country where, or in a, in a community where there wasn't those resources, I think it would be definitely a bit more difficult to pick up on that language. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's, it's easy to feel guilty about not learning the language your parents speak or like from your past, but I also don't think it's something to be too hard on. It, it's definitely based on like resources as well. Uh I had Saturday school. You had Saturday school? <laughs> Never mind, I had Saturday school. <laughs> okay. So did you have that offer to you like throughout your childhood? I did. So I okay. went up to grade 10 and my brother went up to grade 12. Okay. And I was like, I'm not doing this after grade 10. Yeah. I really didn't like it either. But I appreciated it after the fact yeah. that my parents forced me to go. But yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I had it too, but I never went. My parents were okay, as long as like, I was able to read and yeah. speak already. The time that you went over, it was like, how yeah. much are you going to get out of Saturday school, right? Because yeah. a lot of these are for people who their parents yeah. know Chinese and the kids don't at all. Yeah. 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 But then after that, right, it's so easy to lose language. Like, I know French as well, and I learned that in high school when I took French immersion. And I love languages too. But it's like the opportunity to practice French is very now for me, not a lot, That's true. especially since I moved to the West Coast, there's no one who uses French. So yeah, it's just about the, I think the exposure to it. I That's think, true. I think like when I go back to Hong Kong, I remember I went, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but maybe three or four, I started to speak uh, Cantonese and try to speak it and people make fun of me, whatever, but you just keep on speaking it. And I realized like how quickly I was picking up on it. I was like, man, if I stayed here for six months, I could get really good really quick. That's true. Yeah, which was exciting to know that you can you can learn something back again. Yeah. yeah. 
it's funny to talk about your accent because like whenever I'd go to Sri Lanka, they tell me not to speak Tamil because like the vendors or like the oh, people oh, yeah, who yeah, are yeah. selling you things would know yeah. and they'd hike yeah. up the prices. So they'd just be yes. like, stay still, don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but were you were you wearing traditional enough clothes? I don't know if the style's different. No. So in Sri Lanka like So they'd still tell. Yeah, it's like a it's like a a loose loose situation. Like we definitely tried, but you could tell by our appearance that we weren't from there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say you gotta you gotta play the full role if you wanna really check those vendors. I know now, I know now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when I would go, like my mom's friends would make fun of me. They would literally, yeah, they would make fun of me, and then you grow like thicker skin because of that. Because you'd be like, whatever. They're just kidding. You know, you gotta take it. Yeah. Even though, even though inside I was internally like so upset that I couldn't speak it well, but uh, yeah, no, I think with learning a language, you just gotta be bad at it. You just gotta be bad. You gotta accept that you're bad. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And then get better at it. <laughs> and try to have conversations whenever you can. Yeah. 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 I remember, like, it was hard to because my grandma wasn't patient, very patient with my Chinese. So when I would try to practice, I would basically be playing a guessing game with her. And then after a few minutes, she's like, ah, I'm done with this guessing game. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, just like, you know, like, you got to stay your course, try to be as confident as possible. And just like, no, you're failing every single time you speak and then keep on trying to get better. Yeah, yeah that's what I'd say. Oh, has there been any racism towards you guys that you can think of oh. or mistreatment? And this is like specific for Canada because it's been so good with that issue. Yeah, it has. It was pretty good. Yeah. I don't think I really experienced any. Like our school had like ESL class. Oh, yeah. For... Oh, yeah. I don't know about other locations. Yeah, like what? to replace English class. Yeah. So what a great pretty... transition, right? Yeah, it's pretty helpful. Uh but also the fact that, like, so many people are immigrating to Canada, there are ESL classes. Yeah. You're not the only kid. Yeah. yeah. Which is the great thing mm-hmm. about Canada, yeah. yeah. I think especially in Ontario. I don't know about other provinces, but yeah. definitely in Ontario. Yeah, no, that's good. That helped ease, ease the pain. Yeah. Oh, well, like, kids learn languages quick, too, so it didn't really matter. But, yeah. The only racism I feel like I remember from a kid was I'd bring lunch to school that was like tamil food and yeah. the kids that were like in my class would just look over and be like ew what's that <laughs> you know and i was like would i remember they say it smelly or something no they just didn't like the color or like how it oh. looked um and oh. they would always just be like I would feel so insecure about the food that i brought from that point forward that i would ask my dad to like either bring bring me food that wasn't Tamil or like right. he would get me like takeout and then I'd take that to school instead. Uh, oh, I would no. just be so adamant about not bringing Tamil food to class anymore. Oh, but, Like the funniest thing is like the the class was full of minorities <laughs> of other like brown and Tamil kids so like I it never made sense to me but that was the only time where I was I felt so I felt like I should be more Canadian and less Tamil yeah that's a really good example so what what ethnicity were they they were I don't know like there were there were different ethnicities like I don't remember who the kids were I just remember them pointing out my food just looked weird and I'm like okay yeah oh that was a struggle but I mean now I'm like I could not care less 
I know, but I'm just saying, like, as a kid, that that's how you feel. Like, you're going to care what your peers think about you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunate. I remember my mom never packed fish cause, or anything that smelled with a strong smell. Yeah. Because she was like, in the office, people would say, what does that smell? Or something, something passive-aggressive enough for her to never do that again. Yeah. And then I was like, whoa, I didn't know we had to start picking and choosing what we put on our lunches. Like, yeah. I mean, okay, we won't bring, like, durian or, or like, a stinky <laughs> cheese to, to school, but, you know, I was just like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, why does it matter? Yeah. I guess the unspoken rule, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You brought sandwiches to lunch. Yeah, I did bring sandwiches to lunch. Really? But it was only because... Yeah, it was easy to make. Yeah. What sandwiches like, were they? <laughs> just, like, bread and uh, ham. Oh, yeah? And, like, sliced meat. Yeah. Wow, that's like such a typical American lunch. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, know. I know, so funny. No, but I did bring like Chinese food too sometimes. Yeah. yeah, the school I went to was very like like there was a lot of Chinese kids too. Right. What, what school region was it? Scarborough. Scarborough. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. right. So, Northern Toronto, like yeah, there's so, so many Asians. So no one really cared. Yeah. Then... So no racism for you. No, not really. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> 